What is up everyone? It is Quinn here back with another video. And today I'm going to be going through my top 12 dynasty wide receivers. So over the last few days, I went through my top 12 running backs today, same style of video, my top 12 wide receivers, and then also splitting these guys up into different tiers. And I say top 12, but it's kind of going to be more like top 14. Once I got to that wide receiver 12 number, you really could slot in a few different players there. So it's going to say top 12, more of a top 14 situation. But as always, if you guys enjoy the video, do me a huge favor, hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And let's just jump right into it. So starting off with my dynasty wide receiver one, my tier one wide receiver, it is going to be Justin Jefferson. And you know, typically in fantasy, there's going to be people with a lot of different opinions. Rankings are going to switch, you know, from person to person, company to company, whatever it is. I truly don't think I've seen one set of dynasty rankings that do not have Justin Jefferson as the wide receiver one. He seems pretty much as consensus as you can get. He's still only 23 years old. He's already put together three monster seasons in the NFL and has made really solid improvements year after year. This past season averaged 21.7 PPR points per game. And it's not like he did that on some crazy peak season. The dude only scored eight touchdowns in 17 games. So we haven't even you know come close to seeing the peak of Justin Jefferson. He's an absolute baller. He's gonna be a high-end wide receiver one for a very, very long time. And he's actually going to be the only wide receiver that I have in tier one. Now moving over to my wide receiver two, it is going to be Jamar Chase in tier two. And I pretty firmly have Jamar Chase, you know, at number two, the same way I have Justin Jefferson firmly at number one. I don't really think there's a super strong uh, case for Jamar Chase to jump Justin Jefferson, but like if you had him at number one and Justin Jefferson right behind him, like I wouldn't get too crazy about it. But I also just don't think there's anyone who can really compete with Jamar Chase for that wide receiver two spot average 20.2 PPR points per game in his second season. He's going to be attached to Joe Burrow, which is obviously going to be a great connection for a very, very long time. He is also only 23 years old. And just like Justin Jefferson, these two dudes are going to dominate the NFL. They're going to dominate in fantasy football. And I think they're both going to be high-end wide receiver ones for a very, very long time. And so basically my first two tiers just got one dude in each of them, Jefferson in tier one, Jamar Chase in tier two. Now we move into tier three, which is going to be a fairly large tier. And I'm gonna start it off here at my wide receiver three with Garrett Wilson. Like I said, it's gonna be a crowded tier, you know, in tier three. And I'm really not gonna push back a ton on the order. I feel like a lot of these guys are just really kind of packed into a very similar spot. But looking at Garrett Wilson, he caught 83 passes for 1,104 receiving yards as a rookie. He actually had the sixth most targets at the wide receiver position. And he did all of that with just very, very poor quarterback play. You know, I think he's going to take a huge leap here in year two. Obviously, it'd be ideal if the Jets can lock up that Aaron Rodgers deal. Obviously, that's not going to be like a long-term solution, right? Like that's not like a Joe Burrow pairing with a Jamar Chase. But I think in the short term, it'll allow him to take that leap. And then you just never really know what's going to happen at the uh, quarterback position. But I think he's just on a very strong trajectory to be a wide receiver one for a very long time. Now, sticking in tier three with my wide receiver four, this is where I have C.D. Lamb. And he's coming off of a big year three breakout, was a mid-tier wide receiver one last year, averaged 17.7 points per game. And he's still only 24 years old. So I don't even think we've seen the peak of C.D. Lamb. I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, in his career, he puts up a few 20 point uh, per game seasons. He's also attached to Dak Prescott. And I know Dak gets a lot of hate, 
but I think that's a very solid spot to be in for fantasy. I think Dak will have a nice bounce back here in 2023, and he's just going to be a mid to high end wide receiver one for the foreseeable future. Shifting over to wide receiver five, this is where I have AJ Brown, and he is going to be a little bit older than some of these other wide receivers that I've already talked about. He's turning 26 soon, but you know, still plenty young for fantasy football. He's coming off a big season where he averaged 17.6 points per game. He's overall just in a great offensive situation that seems very stable kind of long-term here with the Eagles, with Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Like honestly, coming into the season, I wasn't super big on that landing spot. I didn't like it. I didn't think it was going to be great for these pass catchers. I was completely wrong. We saw both A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith have a lot of success. So he's just another guy here who I think will be delivering wide receiver one production for at least the next few seasons. Also in tier three at my wide receiver six, I have Amon Ross St. Brown. And basically ever since week 13 of the 2021 season, remember that's when he started like that crazy stretch he had at the end of his rookie season. Ever since week 13 of that season, Amon Ross St. Brown has just been an absolute monster. You know, he followed up that impressive rookie finish with a uh, wide receiver one finish in his second season. He's shown great production so far, only 23 years old, you know, a lot ahead of him. This Lions offense is trending up. I think Jared Goff is definitely a competent quarterback, you know, for Amon Ra to be here. But there's also the possibility that maybe the Lions make a splash in the draft, you know, get one of these younger guys to sit behind Goff, which could kind of, you know, set up a uh, successor for Jared Goff, which would also be solid for Amon Ra. But really, you know, no matter what route the Lions go in, I think Amon Ra is going to be set up very well. He may have some more wide receiver competition moving forward, you know, with Jamison Williams being fully healthy this year. Maybe they also get another guy in the draft, but I'm not too concerned about that. I think Amon Ra has already proven he's a stud, and those dudes are probably, you know, just going to be, uh, you know, wide receiver two, wide receiver three for the Lions. I feel like he has that uh, wide receiver one spot locked up. Now, also in tier three, my wide receiver seven, I have Chris Olave, and he is going to be the second of uh, three 2022 rookie wide receivers that I have in these rankings. And statistically, in terms of fantasy football production, he was the best rookie from uh, last year's class. Caught 72 passes for 1,042 receiving yards in 15 games. But similar to Garrett Wilson, he was just kind of held back by the quarterback play. Remember early on, we had uh, James Winston, then he got hurt. We had Andy Dalton, Saints offense, you know, not a great situation to be in last season. But even, you know, in that offense, Olave proved to be a very solid deep threat fourth in the NFL in deep targets, third in air yard share, didn't really, you know, convert to great numbers just because the quarterback play didn't allow it. But now with Derek Carr coming in, like Derek Carr isn't a world beater, but I think he's a very solid quarterback. He can support his fantasy weapons. Uh, Chris Olave is going to be their number one. And so I think that's honestly a pretty solid pairing, at least for the next few years. Now at wide receiver eight, also in tier three, I have Jalen Waddle, and he's actually going to be my final tier three wide receiver. And we saw Waddle operate as a top 12 wide receiver in points per game while playing behind Tyree Kill. I think he's a guy who may be in like that T Higgins role for another year or two, meaning, you know, he's behind a guy who's locked in as like the stud wide receiver one. But I have no doubt in my mind that in a different situation or in a few years, Jalen Waddle can definitely be a you know top offenses wide receiver one. It might be a few years before we're actually you know expecting high end wide receiver one production out of him. But once he's like 26, 27, 
maybe Tyreek Hill has kind of, you know, started to go down a little bit, started to regress, you know, due to age. I think he's a guy who could definitely be a high-end wide receiver one and give you at least like a couple of those seasons at some point in his career. Now, shifting into tier four, my wide receiver nine, I have T. Higgins, and he has proven he can give you borderline wide receiver one numbers. I don't believe he's actually uh, finished as a wide receiver one in points per game, but in 2021, he was the wide receiver 13. And then this past year, he actually would have been a wide receiver one if you take out the games where he like left early with injury. He left early with a concussion early on. And then he had those two games where he was like active, but played like a snap or two, which obviously, you know, kind of buried his fantasy production. So he can be a top 12 fantasy wide receiver, but just like Waddle, he has the talent to be that number one, but he's going to be operating behind Jamar Chase, which, you know, arguably is more of a long-term problem because Chase is going to be that number one for a long, long time. But even as the wide receiver two, you know, with Burrow at quarterback, Higgins can definitely still deliver some very, very strong fantasy seasons. And just like a lot of these other dudes I've talked about, still very, very young at 24 years old. Now sticking around in tier four at my wide receiver 10, it is going to be Drake London. And I think he's honestly just one of the tougher players to rank because personally, I am very confident that Drake London is going to be a top NFL wide receiver. I think he's going to be a top fantasy wide receiver, but it's just like, how high can I put a guy who's coming off of a tough rookie season? It's not like he face planted, but you know, fantasy wise, production wise, it definitely wasn't what we were expecting. So it's like, how high can I put that guy? We saw Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, both those dudes were in tough passing offenses. Compared to Drake London, those dudes honestly had it pretty easy because we saw London command targets at a crazy high level. He had a 32.4% target rate. That was second in the NFL. Like that's elite numbers there. 29.4% target share, fifth in the NFL. If you look at those numbers, you probably thought he had a top 12 finish at the wide receiver position. The problem is those don't mean as much for production when the Falcons only attempt 24.4 pass attempts per game, which was the second fewest in the NFL, I believe just ahead of the uh, Chicago Bears. And I don't know if we're going to see like a massive jump in this passing attack heading into 2023. It seems like the Falcons are set to roll with uh, Desmond Ritter, which I just don't think is great. But in the long term, I am still a very firm believer in Drake London. And if you're on like a, uh, you know, kind of rebuilding team, I think he's definitely someone you could look at because I do think he will probably grow in value moving forward. I think he will hit at some point. It's just like, when is the situation around him going to be good enough for him to really kind of showcase his skills? At wide receiver 11, I have Devonta Smith. And similar to the Jalen Waddle, T. Higgins situation, a very talented young wide receiver here, kind of stuck behind a stud wide receiver one. And for me, it's just tough to see Devonta Smith kind of overtaking A.J. Brown anytime soon. But just like we saw in the 2022 season, he can produce just fine as the number two option. He was the wide receiver 14 in points per game in just his second NFL season. I think the Eagles offense will continue to be very strong moving forward. And I keep saying it, a lot of these guys, very young, 24 years old, Smith has a lot of production out ahead of him. And then to, I guess, wrap up the top 12, but I will have a couple players after. I have DK Metcalf here, also in tier four. He didn't finish like the 2022 season with crazy numbers. He was limited by only six touchdowns in 17 games. But I think when we're looking at the Seahawks kind of off season plans here, 
them bringing back Gino was probably like best case scenario in terms of, you know, if we're being realistic here, especially in the short term. Metcalf has been able to flash his upside. He finished as a top 10 wide receiver in the 2022 season. That was his uh, second NFL season. And despite him going into year five, he's still only 25 years old. So I think he's just a solid, you know, back end fringe dynasty wide receiver one. Now, the two honorable mentions I wanted to go through Tyreek Hill and Jackson Smith and Jigba. So at this number 12 spot, right, I feel like Tyreek Hill, DK Metcalf, JSN, all these dudes kind of give you something a little bit different. For Tyreek Hill, he's definitely more of a win now option, 29 years old, but is a guy who I think can definitely give you two more wide receiver one seasons, arguably two more high end wide receiver one seasons. Obviously, he's a dude who relies a lot on his athleticism, but he has shown pretty much zero signs of regression at this point. And then for JSN, he's my wide receiver one in this class. I'm very confident he is going to be a hit at the next level. But, you know, do you put him ahead of a guy like DK Metcalf who has that proven production, especially when we don't know the landing spot for Jackson Smith and Jigba? So that's why I'm at there. That is going to uh, wrap it up for my top 12 or top 14 dynasty rankings. If you guys stayed all the way till the end, thank you. I appreciate it. Do me a huge favor. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Let me know what you guys think down below in the comment section. Who should be higher? Who should be lower? Did I leave someone off? I want to hear your guys' feedback. But thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.